What up, y'all, and welcome back for another episode of Oak Hello Radio live on ADP.FM. It's Dro Flow back again with my lovely co-host in the building. What's up? It's D- DJ Cream, aka Bijou, aka YB favorite DJ. Thanks. Who else we got? It's Sam. Y'all can't see it, but Big Sin is rocking the bun right now. His lock game is getting real strong, y'all. Trying to catch up. Okay. Bro. I just switch it up. Yeah, with your bang. I see you. Come on, John Travolta. Let's go. And last but most certainly not least, we have a very, very special guest that we're going to chat with later. Um, Chaney Turner. I'm not going to say too much quite yet. We'll give you some more info on them when it's time to bring them up. But just know gonna be a fire ass show y'all um so yeah let's check in speaking of fire um did you i think you said big sin gave us this question so let's let him do the honors of asking it um big sin what's our check-in for today i'm shady welcome to the show we are thrilled to have you here uh my question for you is what is your favorite cannabis strain to, to smoke and why um i am smoking on I'm smoking on a few different strays. What I just rolled up now is Lemon Haze. Um, I have uh, a Berry White that's really good. Um, and uh, Durban Poison. I'm a I'm more of a sativa person. The Berry White is Indica, so I love, I smoke my Indicas at night when I'm like regular, you know. But when, you know, during the daytime, especially during these Zooms and all of these different things, and um, you know, I can I, I can function with the where I can still work, do what I need to do, get the job done. So right now, I'm about to fire up some lemon haze, and yeah, and and, uh, and vibe out. Why don't we kick it to Bijou? Why won't you tell us since you're newly back into the flower game? Um, what what are you what are you liking these days, and why? Okay. Um, well, just because most recently, you know, shameless plug, <clears throat> I got my Black Canna Joy, you feel me, Cannabis Compassionate box that had some um, slur cane by Can O Bliss in it, which has been really good for me. Um, to keep it a buck, like, I'm one of those people, come on, I'm one of those people that uh, can't tell the terpenes and the smells and the flavors. I'm like, it's weed, it gets me high. That's as far as it goes. Like I'm either super high or I'm like kinda high. I'm either sleepy high or I'm talking too much. Like that's how I judge how effective the weed is for me. But that slur cane has been super popping. Um, And recently I've been kind of on my big sin hype and using the bong because I just don't be feeling like growing up no more. Like sometimes I don't have papers and Mandela has these beautiful like leopard print hot pink bongs. But I'm gonna go buy my yeah, own. I'm definitely getting a bong. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go do that this weekend. Bruh, you wanna go? The bong has a spiritual connection because when you think about it, you're combining all of the elements for your for your medicinal experience. Earth, wind, and fire. Okay, Alchemist. Right, you provide the wind, the fire sparks the earth, and the water. Nigga always want to get deep. It's <laughs> got real clubhousey in this motherfucker. Clubhouse. Are you right. think that we got some heavy hitters in the room, y'all. <laughs> First of all, all respect to the speakers on the stage. I just want to acknowledge the space. Shout out to our moderators. Shout out to the moderators. 
follow everybody on the stage. What you say? Anybody do that shit? You know what I'm saying? Just spit it out, dog. But every time you clean it, it's a reminder of the tar and the other the other byproduct of of medicating that are not particularly healthy that did not go into your lungs. So I encourage people to make a little bit of juice. All right, I'll do that later after I smoke this blank. Right. Oh, which one is that? Michelle Obama? <laughs> this is um, Gifford Dozier, and it's called Blue City Diesel. Very, very I had nice, that very mellow. It's a good morning with a coffee type of high. Um, yeah, energetic. yeah. Creative. Yeah, I had the Blue City. I, I'm going to try her uh, Michelle Obama straight, but I, I think it's low right now. Oh, that wasn't a joke. Really no, no, it's really a real thing. It's low in stock, though. It's never available. I love niggas. Well, in the spirit of that vibe, you know, it's February. A lot of things happen in February. Um, very black. I know that, uh, you know, February 14th, love day for a lot of folks. Some people celebrate that. So in the spirit of blackness, in the spirit of love, that's um, kind of going to be our sonic prompt for this month. Um asking folks to offer up black love songs that they really enjoy. doesn't have to be your favorite because there's just way too many to name one. Um, but uh, kicking it over to our special guest, Chaney, before we get into um, a very cute conversation with you, uh, what would you say is a black love song that you really enjoy? Um, when I think of a love song that, that represents love to me, um, I, li- I love, uh, there's many, but I had to choose one for, uh, for today. It'd be uh, Raphael Sadiq's Guy Can You Feel Me? Which is fitting. This is a very Oakland-centered conversation. We're all, you know, Oakland folks. This is Oak Hella. So, uh, definitely uh, Raphael Sadiq.
Sandy, thank you for that selection. Once again, that was Sky. Can you feel me by Raphael? And yeah, without further ado, our illustrious guest, man, what can we really say about Cheney? Just popcorn style. Just what, what, what can we do to really usher them to the microphone for this conversation today? I know for me, just speaking of my, you know, first experiences, I'm not from Oakland. Everybody knows that and I try to make that known, but I am of Oakland, I will say. Um, and I know, you know, when I first began really DJing, some of the first, you know, people to really reach out to me were natives and Cheney being one of them that booked me for things that has, you know, always been a smiling face in the crowd if they see me somewhere. And I'm just really honored to have this conversation and get to know them in a different way and a different perspective today. Um, you know, Bijou Seneca, what's been your experience, experience or any memories that maybe you have with them? I knew Cheney before I knew Cheney. And I'm just gonna say that, like, I <laughs> saw Cheney everywhere. Like, I feel like every circle that I'm in overlaps with somebody or a circle that you're in or someone you knew. So before we ever officially connected, like I definitely knew who you were, had attended multiple events and stuff. I think you maybe reached out about DJing too. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's been a, a pleasure to just continue building and just seeing everything that you do and how you continue to hold it down for the town in every space that you're in and represent. You don't take no shit. You feel me? Kicking ass, taking names. Um, (laughs) So yeah, just just big love all around. Like Cheney's really like the mayor of Oakland. For real, for real. Like I don't know who that other bitch is. Feel me? That's that's my experience. My time is just simple. You know, the town is small, and when you get in with town-based celebrities like Cheney, you know what I'm saying? Um, you just see him everywhere. But I don't remember my first combo or nothing. But um, I just I, I'm just a person who I, I, I'm a very energetic person, and I gravitate toward certain people for whatever reason that is. Cheney is one of the people I always gravitated to, even when I didn't know their name. And I would always make sure I sought you out, and we would, you know, have our greetings. I couldn't even, you know, we, I couldn't even time a call. We call a time when we kicked it one on one. I think that ever happened. But um, I was a big fan of the brand. I always wanted to support, and you know, the energy was just always pure and, and benevolent, and, and very giving and very warm. And um, those are the kind of people I like. So you always been my people, you know what I'm saying? And now to officially bring up someone we love here at Okella, welcoming, you've heard from them already a little bit, but welcoming Chaney Turner. Chaney is an entrepreneur, organizer, and equity thought leader, born and bred in East Oakland, California, deep east to be specific. They've been an organizer for over 20 years with a specific focus on black and brown communities who are often left out of the conversation. So, Chaney, welcome to the show. Welcome. So good to have you. And we're just going to get right into it. We got questions. We, we know you got answers, and that's why you're here. So I guess, you know, in your own words, you said what we feel and how we think about you. In your own words, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your background. Well, thank y'all for the warm welcome and greeting. Um, I feel like the uh, the elder in the quote unquote room, y'all, my little my little cousin, and I am honored to be a part of your show. I'm hella proud of y'all and you know what y'all are doing. 
for the town and, you know, just open culture in general. So thank you for inviting me to be here today. Um, yeah, uh, for those who don't know me, um, my name is Chaney Turner. Uh, them, they, she pronouns. Uh, born uh, and raised in Oakland, uh, deep East Oakland. Still reside in uh, deep East Oakland, but I've lived all over the town. Um, I am an event producer. Um, I'm uh, a social justice and cannabis uh, advocate and uh, quote-unquote uh, I don't even like to say cannabis uh, but I work within the cannabis industry as a uh, uh, advocate. Um, I'm the founder of uh, Town Biz, Town Biz Oakland, which is a uh, uh, cultural brand uh, representing Oakland. Um, um, I also just recently founded an organization called Beyond Equity, which uh, focuses on uh, cannabis justice and, uh, and equity in the still emerging quote-unquote cannabis industry. Um, and I love black people. <laughs> and I love my, my city. I love the town. So I'm glad to be here today with y'all uh, via virtual smoke session. We're, we're blazing y'all <laughs> yes yes and we love you Chaney um, thank you so thank you for sharing all of that with the audience members like the five people who probably don't actually know you <laughs> so we can keep, keep it lit um, thinking about or speaking on uh, just all of the different areas that you work in all the avenues and, and the lanes that you run um what do you think or, or what have you seen as some of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs in the city of Oakland over the last 10 years? Because you've been here, you've lived here, you've been an entrepreneur probably since you were born. So I, <laughs> we're curious to know your thoughts on some of those things. Every day I'm hustling. I would have to say one of the biggest challenges is being able to scale, you know, being able to, you know, grow and scale, uh, finding the resources, you know, that's out there. Um, like, it wasn't until, you know, I really got deep into cannabis work that, you know, um, uh, on the, uh, you know, on the equity side that I saw like, wow, there is resources and money out there, but I don't think the city in general over the years has done a good job of, you know, outreaching to small businesses. Um, just, you know, learning really how to, you know, structure a business, you know, it's kind of for a lot of small, you know, uh, businesses is kind of like, you know, learn as you go. Um, uh, a few years ago, you know, I had took uh, an accelerator class at Mills um, that was catered to small business owners, you know, in Oakland. And it was uh, definitely a course that, you know, not just myself, but others, you know, had benefited from. Like, there was other small businesses, like uh, Super Juice, that was a part of the cohort, and uh, other uh, uh, small PLC businesses. And so with, uh, and it was called ICA, it's called ICA Fund Good Jobs for people who uh, might want to find out more information about that. ICA Fund Good Jobs. Um, they work with Mills and um, they have uh, 
an 11 week uh, course for small business owners uh, to teach you like you know all the structure so definitely check that out go online it's free but um we need more uh, uh, programs like that that's actually doing the, the, the real outreach to people. Um, and so to answer your question, like I wish more things like that was around uh, um, and having, you know, mentors, you know, uh, people who can, you know, really guide you, you know, give you advice, uh, especially when I was younger. You know, um, I started social life productions when I was like 25 and I had done you know promotions and stuff like that but really getting the the structure of a business get those resources y'all make sure you check out that website can you might repeat that one more time for anybody that didn't catch yeah it's uh fund good jobs uh i i c a i c a those are the uh the letters uh fund good jobs and uh the program is uh through Mills College. And you actually get uh, college credit when you finish, y'all. So, got my little three that's credits right. for Mills. So, our next question. Uh, cannabis continues to be uh, a much-evolving and quickly-evolving industry in the States. And lots of people of color, black folks are trying to get in. Um, and a lot of them need help, but a lot of people can you talk more about your professional cannabis journey and just go deep dive as much as you want about you know when you started what led you to go from from the black or gray if you were in the black or gray to the white or whatever your journey was professionally um to give people some insight to who you are what you've done and what you plan to do next sure um so I co-founded a dispensary in 2016. It was a, it started off as like, you know, a co-op. Uh, for those who, you know, don't know, give, you know, the short, short version, you know, I have the, you know, the store town biz and, uh, you know, the city of Oakland that had like, you know, ordinance under Measure Z, um, that decriminalized, you know, cannabis. So, you know, in Oakland, you had like a lot of little speakeasy spots, I'm sure that people used to go to, like, you know, the little sunny spot cafe that had, you know, the cafe in the front, and they had like a little cannabis dispensary in the back. Um, there was also what, Bulldog back in the day. You also had uh, the little bookstore. I forgot the name of it, but it was a bookstore. You know, you buy some books and you buy some cannabis. And then there was Town Biz where you can, you know, come and, you know, get your apparel and all that. And there was a, you know, dispensary in the back, or eventually ended up upstairs. And so uh, I wanted to start, you know, um, the cannabis uh, business, not to make money, but to, for mainly equity. You know, at that time, I didn't really understand what, you know, how equity, you know, really works, you know, in the cannabis space. But I was like, you know, I know that this can, this can, you know, provide opportunities for our people. When I say our people, black people, um, uh, just in general, you know, black people have been harmed by the war drugs, incarcerated black people, you know, uh, 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 poor black people uh, in black communities in general. And, um, 
so by I started, you know, that business with, you know, uh, my ex-business partners, uh, and, you know, that grew, eventually grew more into, you know, a business, and I don't, uh, you know, language is very important, so I don't call it the black market, but, um, you know, we were on the, uh, you know, on the legacy, on the legacy side, right, and legacy means, you know, unlicensed, uh, quote-unquote, you know, uh, uh, Blackish, grayish market, you know, because of the uh, local, you know, regulations. But of course, there's still the federal regulations that make it, you know, legal and whatnot. And so I got more into, um, you know, equity work as I saw that, you know, um, uh, uh, adult usage was about to come, uh, Prop 64. And, uh, not just myself, but there was many, you know, many people who were, you know, advocating before, uh, you know, I got into the, uh, the, the industry. But Oakland has always been at the center and the first city uh, in the country that um, introduced uh, social equity for, uh, for cannabis. Um, and for people who understand what that means, it's uh, basically prioritizing uh, uh, people and communities that have been harmed by the uh, wall drugs. So folks who've been formerly incarcerated um, or if you have lived in a neighborhood that, um, you know, was decimated uh, by the drug war um, uh, or if you have, you know, lived, you know, in the city and you um, are uh, below a certain income, you can um, qualify for uh, a social equity license to start a cannabis uh, operation, a cannabis business. And so with, you know, along with that, uh, there's, you know, or, uh, organizations and individuals such as the Hood Incubator, Lenise Martin and Supernova Women with, you know, Amber Center and, uh, and um, many uh, advocates who worked, uh, you know, with uh, the city of Oakland to, you know, bring that, you know, to, uh, uh, to petition, right? And uh, so other other cities and states, you know, were looking at uh, Oakland's model, right? And so I spent a lot of time in uh, New York, actually, because New York was trying to uh, legalize around, uh, what, 2017, 2018, and uh, went out there to advocate and did some lobbying and also uh, uh, educating communities because, you know, of course, the East Coast don't have the same knowledge as we do, so it took a lot of work. But I think with that work um, that I was able to do with, you know, um, organizations like, you know, Cataclusive and Smart Start New York and uh, Drug uh, Policy Alliance, um, it didn't pass out there because New York was not trying to include equity uh, from the beginning. So, uh, and then, of course, coming back home and, uh, you know, uh, continuing this work. Um, I'm no longer with uh, the uh, co-founders that had started uh, the People's Dispensary with, but, um, you know, I've continued doing the work um, around uh, advocating. Um, currently, uh, last year, last, uh, last summer, um, I was appointed to the uh, Oakland Cannabis Commission, and so I'm... Um, one of the commissioners, commissioner at large, um, 
uh, on the commissions. And like I said, I started uh, my own organization, Beyond Equity, which is just an extension of the work that I've been doing um, around um, equity. But working with communities, of course, here in Oakland, but um, also uh, uh, nationally to uh, educate communities around uh, the importance of uh, social equity in uh, cannabis legalization. Oh, I'm doing the good Lord's work. Oh, yeah. And um, I didn't say it in the beginning, but also I'm running for um, uh, Assembly District uh, 18 here in, uh, in Oakland. So if you live in Oakland, Deliandro or uh, you know um, uh, Alameda you can vote for me and if for folks who don't know what that means um, uh, the, for the state um, you have what's called Assembly uh, District Delegates and um, we represent like I said uh, certain districts within the state and um we're basically elected to vote on uh, policy uh, party platforms and you know different policy um, leadership, and that's important because when we're voting for you know uh, folks locally, such as you know uh, state assemblymen, um, uh, you know your. Uh, your, your local um, representatives, such as judges and, you know, district attorneys, um, we need folks like myself, uh, real progressive people to be, uh, to be there. We can also, um, we also do party endorsements and much, much, much more, but it's only like 1% of black people who are, uh, who are uh, a part of the delegate meeting. So it's like hella conservative. And uh, that's why we, you know, locally have some of these like shitty ass representatives. I'm not, I'm not even, I've been an independent for, for years and, you know, have switched back to, you know, Democrat to, for the presidential election. So I can make sure my vote and every, I want to make sure my vote was really, 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 you know, counting and shit. But, we just need to change some things locally to have a change that we want nationally. So, uh, yeah, we shall Y'all see. Y'all heard it here. <laughs> Cheney, running for ADM, San Leandro, Alameda. Do your due diligence, Oakland. do your research. Oakland at large, yeah. the commissioner at large, <laughs> drop the bomb on y'all. So do your due diligence, do your research, and, and get more information on that election and, and what's coming up for Oakland because we have to have our people in these conversations, as Cheney said, yeah. and if it even be a conversation about us. We have to be in those rooms to, Definitely. you know, represent the people who aren't. And also, just real quick, just to let folks know, and also, you don't even need, even need to be in the rooms right now. You can be on these Zooms. Like, most of the um, city council meetings right now, and even the com- uh, cannabis commissions meetings, like, people don't even come to this. Like, it's all public. I'm not trying to get too politicky, but, you know, show up and, you know, make some noise. <laughs> been facts, though. You know, it's the real. It's the real for sure. Yes, yes, y'all. So um, we're going to shift gears a little bit 
and hit y'all with another black love song pick courtesy of your girl dj cream and we're gonna come back into this amazing interview talk to chaney about some other shit you feel me gonna have some more stuff for y'all but, <laughs> <laughs> but before we do that i want to uh share my black love pick which is hilariously earthquake by tyler the creator because okay. yes. uh, you know, the way he was saying, I love that song. Right? Like, what he was saying reminds me of an old school love song. And niggas don't, we need to normalize niggas apologizing. Like, just yeah. say sorry. In college, it's your fault. Yeah. You fucked yeah. up. So, thank yeah. you, Tyler. Mm. I appreciate that. That's black yeah. love. Like, for real, accountability. Real. Whether it was him yeah. or one saying it, whoever, just be accountable. <laughs> so, that's why that's my song. And it's slapped, though. That baseline. I received that. Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Cream, everybody, please pass your offering to Cash App. said it slaps so it's just a lot of key factors there great lyrics it's, it's some real shit and it's a super slap and we love Tyler the creator so that is my okay. black song black love song pick Earth and that entire album is good yeah Igor is slap so yeah that's my song pick 
Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back again. That was DJ Cream's Black Love Pick, Earthquake by Tyler the Creator. I just gotta say, I what an elf. I I really love him and Solange's friendship, their black love that they've been putting on, uh, seeing it all over Twitter. Uh, It's really cool to see. Wait, they together? No, no, no. They're like best friends. Oh, okay. Yeah. There could be more, but I'm like not in their business like that. I just see them talking about. You doing know, really artsy, weirdo black people shit in, in like, their own yeah, way. Yeah, they're, they're really they're beautiful definitely, to see that. Yeah, they, 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 I'm like, they, they just seem like just some of our homies that would be here. Definitely. Exactly. It definitely yeah, has like a whole thing. Yeah. He probably yeah, gonna be mad that I said it, but uh, Tyler, the creator, gives me big Shemezo vibes. I wish everybody knew who that was. So oh, they could well, understand while I'm yeah. dying inside because true. it's accurate. Sorry. Sorry. Damn, I missed that fool. Right. But anyway, on the on the tip of Oakland, we're talking about black love songs. We're talking about the the energy of what those two words mean next to each other. Um, and what I'm hearing from you know the the interview that we uh, the first half of the interview is like you have a deep love for Oakland. You know you wouldn't be doing the work that you're doing, being in the rooms that you're being in, taking these seats if you didn't have a deep love for this city. And so I'm just curious to know, like, you know, what what are some of your love stories about Oakland having lived here and grown up here? Oh, wow. That is a uh, excellent question. Personally, I feel like being an Oakland native, I fell in love with Oakland at the Sideshow. We was just talking about this before, before the call started. Um, of just like the old school, like original side show. And I can't even say original because they happened before I was even born, but like the ones I went yeah, before to all of us, in the like... early 2000s, right? Um, 2004, you know, hyphy movement just made me like, bro, Oakland is so beautiful and our people are so beautiful. And when we come together, like we just, we really do have a culture out here that if you aren't here, or you haven't experienced it in real life. Like there was, that was just a period. That was an era, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to talk about your love for the side shows, but <laughs> I love them. I would say my love for Oakland, like one thing that I missed, like the, and not just this one particular, you know, event, but it was, you know, the vibe of Oakland was during, you know, the festival at the Lake Days, um and you know I'm I'm older than y'all so uh and so <laughs> just a little bit um but just how that vibe was you know the energy it was so black it was a blackness that like you know if you didn't experience it it's a blackness that can never be duplicated you know I mean people have tried but it's it's definitely was a time when Oakland was that you know Oakland was that nigga you know if you wanted to describe it you know and uh, it was beautiful you know, it was it was just a beautiful vibe because that's what Oakland represented at that time. You know, and I'm talking about this was you know around this was you know 
Hold on. It was like mid nineties, right? I feel like. Well, I'm talking about shit that I was a kid, so I don't it, really know. It, it had to be, you know, like really, really, really early nineties. I think was probably when it ended. Maybe ninety two. Mid ninety, but ninety five. Yeah, ninety five and ninety five when um yeah ninety five uh is when ninety five or maybe ninety six. So then, what would be the catalyst that we consider that ended the, the signal to end of that time? <laughs> the catalyst that ended it is the same thing. The city, this the same thing. The city uses every excuse for. You know, um, there was, you know, some incidents that started breaking out. I think there might have been, you know, like, you know, you know, people, ha- you know, had fights. And I think there might have been a shooting. And then, you know, the city, along with LPD, it's like they do everything, you know, ended it. You know, Oakland, Oakland has, you know, has said, like, Oakland is not a gang you know, uh, city. We don't have like crips and blood. Yeah, pe- people. People have their people have their turf wars. You know what I'm saying? People have their turf wars. That's that's something that's always you know um, uh, have existed. But I mean, what, what's going on now in the West? Yeah, Literally. yeah, it's, it's going on now. Yeah, Oakland historically has always um, dismantled black blackness, black culture, black gatherings, you know, we still see it today, especially, you know, at, you know, at the lake, a lot of, you know, this, a lot of this shit ain't new, the barbecue Becky stuff ain't new, we just have, you know, uh, camera phones now and stuff, you know, I used to, we got black Twitter um, now, yeah, you know, we used to hang at the lake, me and my friends, you know, over at the, like, Cleveland Cascade stairs, and, you know, white people all, you know, uh, police, and you remember how, you know, people used to, you know, have their cars, and, you know, like, kick it, just like how, how you see now, and you still see those signs that say no cruising. It was a big deal, you know? They didn't want niggas from East Oakland and West Oakland gathered at the lake. They never have. Like, this stuff isn't, you know, isn't new. So dismantling, you know, festival at the lake, which was, you know, a black-centered gathering. You had, you know, black businesses and vendors and, you know, all all types of people. Um, And Oakland had hella black businesses. Downtown Oakland and Jack London Square, what you see in Jack London today was not what, you know, Jack London looked like when I was growing up. You had, you know, Samuel's Gallery and other, uh, uh, majority of the businesses down in, it was, uh, you know, in the uh, villa or whatever you called it during that time, were black owned. When I was a teenager, I worked in one of the stores, you know, Um, it was, it was, it was hella thriving, you know, all of uh, downtown, you could find whatever you needed as far as a black business was uh, concerned. Yeah, it was a real golden era for real. And like, I was pretty young, so I don't have as vivid a memory, but I do remember like 
my uncle and my mom like going to certain things and certain businesses that I, my great grandma frequented. You feel me? Like Flint's barbecue and just yeah. all of the places that existed when I was a kid. Swans Market, like yeah, Swans. You had yeah. um, or you know back in the day it was called like Housewives. Housewives Market, Market which, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. To the club yesterday, talking about that same era. I want to talking about now, mm-hmm. and just how sad it is to, to see a, a demuted version of that. It ain't left. We're still here. Okay. Okay. And yeah, we rebuilt it. You know, we're still here. And you know, like I mean, look at what we're all doing. Like, right? You know, you got Ocala, you got Town Biz, you got. You know, um, any me, you know, we have, you know, uh, you know, um, Gage and them doing their thing, you know, like, I, I, you know, we're, we're, we're all still here. You got Leon, you know, holding down, you know, uh, on the clubhouse with the Bay Area culture, you know, all of that. That's going to be popping. Yeah. So, I mean, we're all still here, you know, the children of Oakland are holding it down, you know, and the, the lovers of Oakland, you know, the people who, you know, moved here and, and actually invested into the community and culture. So we're all, you know, we're all doing it together. And, you know, we're not going anywhere despite, you know, a lot of the um, uh, quote unquote barriers that we have to face, you know, just trying to survive and live here and shit. So, yeah. What's that block of killing, love? You ain't from here, you just moved here, and let me show you how we do here. Yeah, and learn some shit before you get robbed. Like, if somebody who moved here and wanted to be a part of what was going on, not trying to make my own thing to be going on, like, that's the best advice I can anybody to come don't come in thinking you're going to set up shop and just do it your way. You shouldldn't even want it to be that way. You should want to tap in because it's going to make it easier for everybody. You get the lay of the land and, and put in dues to build a relationship, you'll be straight. You know, that's really the key. So, uh, Oakland will sniff you out if you phony. So, come correct and be, and be real about your shit because that's really the only way it's going to work. Um, yeah, and uh, I think just closing off our last question, you know, we always want to go back and remember, keep that thing close to energy. Uh, and, and we're in the present now, but I'm curious to know, like, how is Cheney's future thinking? for yourself, for Oakland, uh, all the moves you're making, like, where's your mindset at? You know, um, my mindset right now, people say, oh, you know, that shit don't, you know, happen overnight, you know? And when I mean health, like, just in general, you know, stay healthy. We're in some crazy times right now, y'all, you know? So, you know, I've started therapy, you know, trying to change some, you know, dietary stuff, and, you know, I really keeping my mind and spirit strong, uh, <clears throat> that's what I can do for myself right now in order to do the work that I need to for my community, you know, um, uh, because it's crazy out here, you know. What I would like to see for Oakland, I would like to see the same thing for Oakland. I would like to see it healthy. You know, when we're not going to defund or, you know, reallocate funds from the police anytime soon, you know, just to be realistic, that ain't happening tomorrow, you know, or next year, or probably not even in the next five years. But it will, will eventually happen. Right, um, and slowly but surely, um, 
but I would like to see Oakland in a much healthier place as far as uh, providing shelter for, you know, uh, our home community, <laughs> right? Like, that's where we got to start, you know. I, I When we're talking about, you know, Oakland and what it was, um, Oakland did not have a homeless crisis, not even during the crack epidemic. You know, we never have had this before, and um, you can't blame COVID for it. <laughs> people. You know, we're living on the street before COVID that. just amplified so, it. You know, right? Definitely. It amplified a lot of things, but um, you know, the things that we all want, we can't have unless the most vulnerable people needs are met first. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want to see people living on the street in the next five years. Um, so that's the biggest thing uh, for me, um, as far as like, you know, Oakland's future. Um, I would like to see progressive black leadership, uh, you know, folks like y'all, you know, I know Seneca Red, you know, for city council, that was dope. How do you for doing that? Like, even if we don't win, right? Just doing it is an accident in itself because it sends a message to people that we're tired of y'all bullshit. And if y'all can't do it, we're going to do it ourselves, right? And so um, just seeing, you know, more young people, black young people, um, uh, black queer people, you know, in different, you know, uh, positions I want I want to see uh, I want to have a department of cannabis in Oakland we need that so I think that's something that can be realistic so y'all come in and meet and you know help me uh, get that make that a reality because not only will it be good for cannabis but it'll be good for the city of Oakland too exactly Follow me at uh, on Twitter, uh, just at Cheney Turner. Keep it simple. Um, you can find me on Instagram at social underscore light. Uh, and don't follow me on Facebook because actually I don't, I don't I don't really follow people back no more on there. So <laughs> I love the real time decision to be like actually don't. Oh my! Like, I haven't responded to no prayer requests on there in a long time. Right. <laughs> so you heard it here first. Twitter, Instagram, that's your best shot. Cheney's also active on Clubhouse. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can find me on Clubhouse at Cheney. 
Yeah, so definitely tap in. It's, it's, it's definitely a lot to learn from them. And, uh, you know, we got to get involved, man. We got to get involved. So y'all make sure y'all do your due diligence and follow up on all of this dope information that's going on. Cheney, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you. You're our first guest of 2021. Yeah. I don't think we could have done it any other way. Because if it's not authentic, it's not Oakland. And I think we got the real Oakland on the call today. So we will appreciate you for Definitely. that. Definitely. Thank you. I love y'all. I'm hella proud of y'all. Continue doing the damn thing. And, you know, all of y'all are smart, brilliant black folks. And stay safe out here. So I don't even have to tell y'all to wear a mask. I already know y'all doing it anyway. But, you know, to everybody else wear a mask and to all of us you know stay strong let's take care of each other and uh let's you know be loving and compassionate to each other hey what's up so big spin black love song of the month is a very popular song in 1970 it won the Grammy for best r song it is the Delphonic didn't I Blow your mind this time. Are you going to sing uh, the falsetto part? I give my heart and love to you, girl. I said falsetto. (laughs) (laughs) That was not falsetto.
Shout out to our special guest, Chaney Turner, for being on the show today at social underscore life on Instagram, at Chaney Turner on Twitter. Tap in, stay in tune with everything they got going on. Uh, this is a wonderful show. Happy February, y'all. Hope it's a great month. Hope everything that, um, yeah, we're kind of dreaming and manifesting in our conversation, we can kind of begin to see come to light. My name is Dro Flo. My name is DJ Cream, a.k.a. Biju. And to close out the show, we got our final Black Love pick of the month. Uh, so, Droflo's pick this month. Uh, it's a song that always puts me in a good mood and always makes me remember, you know, when to count our blessings when we come across that energy that we've been looking for. And so, my pick is Robert Glasper featuring Alex Heisley, and uh, it's the Catronada remix of No One Like You. I dedicate this to my No One Like You. You know who you are.
still get